Hey everybody, welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the Exo Squadcast podcast, except for this week. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Farentino. And on this special edition of the show, special sounded weird there, we're going to talk about the seminal, beloved 1992 show from CBS Broadcasting, Fish Police. Uh, it's based off of the Stephen Moncus comic of the same name. And it was originally devised as a competitor to uh, to The Simpsons. It's by David Kirshner, who also did uh, Fires of Dark Water. When it was pitched to the president, Jeff Sagansky, the, the, apparently the conversation went like this from the LA Times. What happened as we presented the series to him, Kirshner said, he's laughing and hitting his knee, and he said, just do it, just do it. How fast can you have a script? We turned it around pretty quickly and brought it back, and he said, how fast can you have a pilot? explained the process to him which i've done almost every week since every time we have to go through it again so guys did you find fish police to be the rip-roaring amazing show that the president of cbs entertainment did this is one of the worst pieces of television i've ever watched in my life (laughs) it's really terrible i can't compete with that I liked it more as it went on. I just found it really kind of... I wanted it to be more of a disaster. than It was more just boring. And there's not really a show there. Yeah, it's not like fun bad. It's, it's just like terrible. It's like, you're, it's like you're watching your dad make kind of gross jokes about your friends. <laughs> you know? Like you invite your high school girlfriend over and he's like kind of like be a little obscene in front of her. That's what it that's what it felt like. It's the worst kind of disaster where it's like you said, it's not bad enough to be fun and not good enough to be kind of like a guilty pleasure. It's just right in the middle. And it's like being at a spa with Charlie Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that rose is in bloom. Or anywhere robust with Garrison Keeler. <laughs> yeah, that that was the one I didn't see coming, weirdly. Yeah, I, I have a very sick desire to hear what kind of sexual harassment Garrison Keeler did. And whether or not it was folksy. <laughs> it was all very Banjo-inspired. It turns out yeah. Lake Wobegon is like a shack in the woods where bad things happen. So Fish Police, just as a base, is a film noir set in Fish City that follows Inspector Gill. Does he have a last name or no? He's just Inspector Gill. And, and he's dealing with like the murder of Clams Casino and The Godfather and all sorts of fun fish puns. Um, and that's pretty much the entire show, guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you feel like you can add something to it, go for it. But so, like, imagine if Dick Tracy, like, fucked Mary with children in a world that where fish are the dominant life form. And that's what you get. It's like oddly vulgar, and like the tone is really weird, and the cast is really good, like really good. Like Ed Asner's in it. <laughs> yes, rena- renowned AIDS denier Ed Asner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not. It's okay. He doesn't think that HIV causes AIDS. Um, not he's right about where AIDS comes from. But he's <laughs> an actor. Well, there was like John Ritter, Hector Elizondo, uh, sure. Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah, Buddy Hackett, fucking Me- Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Yeah, is the voice of Pearl the uh, 
the diner girl. Phil Hartman guest stars, Sally Struthers guest stars. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Like, it's kind of stupid. Again, like Pirates of Darkwater, the town that this dude pulled down for a really, really shitty show. I don't think, but I don't, there's so many sexual innuendos in it. I can't, I, my mind strains to think of anything else that I've seen with more. But it's also like a very odd, like repressed sexuality. It's like really horny, but like doesn't know what to do with like sex. Yeah, it doesn't know what sex is. It just knows it's like a thing. Yeah. Well, like a common joke will be Gil's like, we didn't get any action on the stakeout and his sassy middle-aged fish secretary will be like, neither did I on my honeymoon. And be like, oh, for your fourth or fifth husband. And that's like the level of humor we're dealing with across the board. Yeah, so like, let's talk about the characters. So there's there's Inspector Gill, who's like in the classic from the war tradition, like the hard-boiled detective. There's uh, Angel, who's the femme fatale. Fish fatale. Fish fatale. <laughs> and they're constantly making sex jokes about Angel. Like, as as often as they can yeah like literally every 30 seconds if not more often there's also freaking like sharkster and the scotty calamari who's the mobster character who owns of course the the nightclub ed asner as chief abalone who's the ill-tempered police chief you're off your case chief <laughs> and uh, can i has, has there ever been a show that's been the dialogue's been delivered more i guess flatter might be the way to say it um i don't know no one enjoys anything they're saying here it's deeply phoned in it's deeply phoned in literally like have you mentioned did you mention pearl not yet the good girl the the girl that you want to take home to mama but you know she does the thing where she's not really dating inspector gill but is like oh you should marry me and it's like a will they won't they thing but (laughs) with fish but he's definitely fucking her, right? Yeah, oh like, yeah. He's gotta be. They, yeah, they make reference to, like, them, like, spending a lot of, like, nice, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's definitely fucking Pearl the diner fish. Like, Yeah, she knows what he likes for breakfast, if you get my drift. In the ocean, yeah. with fish. Although, now that I think about it, all the lines I would use as evidence could also be because he comes to the diner every morning. <laughs> that, that That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, withdrawn, withdrawn. So it's it's set in Fish City, which is full of fish versions of stereotypes. It's unclear whether they can <laughs> they can swim higher than ground level. Because at one point, a giant like walrus dude is hanging from like a flagpole, and he lets go because he's like because Gil's like, oh, you can swim, but he falls pretty much to his death almost. Like he smashes a fish car. So the physics are a little wacky. The thing that fucked with my head the most. It was in the intro. They say, If New York is the melting pot, then Fish City can only be described as the bouillon base. How does this fish know about New York? And why do they have cans of chicken bouillon? Because they're in the ocean and they're fish. Like, I don't know. Yeah, does New York exist in the fish world? Like, is there Fish New York? Is, is like, does New York have like diplomatic relations with Fish City? Like these are these are things I want to know. I think <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a ton of logic here that I don't think is particularly productive to try to pursue. Like everything's a pun, but then they pull real bullets out of people out of the fish, and <laughs> it's like he got hit with the slug, and you expect it to be like a slug, but it's a bullet. <laughs> it's like a thirty-two caliber, whatever, a nine millimeter bullet. Yeah, there's like it's like fish murder. Huh. I thought that was of all the puns in the show. I thought that was one of the more obvious ones. Well, like his his uh, detective star 
is a starfish that he talks to. You know, they're, they're like all those kinds of jokes. But then they drive cars, they have guns, they watch TV. I just have this image of a giant, like, fishing hook every now and then just scraping through Fish City and just dragging citizens off. Can I say, also, there's a character named Catfish who's the undercover operative. Hubba, hubba, Detective Catfish. Are you going undercover tonight? No, Cat, I always wear a miniskirt and fishnet stockings on Mondays. A surprisingly forward-thinking character name? Yeah. It is true. Yes, he's the one the one black character in the show. I mean, aside from the racial thing, but he's always catfishing people into doing things. No, I, yeah, I got you. I'm followed. And it, the, <laughs> the show is also really racially problematic, even for like 1992 standards. Oh, what I was going to say, Clams Calamari, is it supposed to be um, Don Corleone or is it supposed to be, because he kind of looks like John Waters. like <laughs> John Waters. Yeah, no, he's like... <laughs> It's like he took all the stereotypes and metaphors and puns and put them into like a giant like, I don't know, fish bake. And you just got this weird, I guess that's the bully base right there. It's like shitty puns, bad characters and stereotypes. Yeah, he's like a mixture of uh, of like the Maltese Falcon and and Don Corleone, like oddly mixed together. Like this show almost defies conversation. <laughs> it's that bad. Well, it's it's like there's no there's six episodes. Every episode is unrelated to the one before it. I mean, I think I think it does kind of get better as it goes on. Oh, true. Yeah, um, I think the, the animation, at least on YouTube, seemed to get better as it went on. I, it does seem like there's some female writers, which I think is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Even though uh, it's still a very kind of male-driven show, and I, I, I kind of like. I'm a fan of noirs from that from like the '40s, so I kind of like dig the idea of doing a like a noir series that's kind of like light but there's no as we sort of saying thing offline um there's not really a show here <laughs> yeah it's just it's just there's a there's a couple like you know episodes which are fine that are unrelated and have no bearing on anything else it's amazing to me that they thought this was going to rival the simpsons yeah that's a bold, that's a bold move it also is kind of like just at that right time of like that early 90s boomer, like you said, that 40s craze that happened where you had like, like, I love it, the Rocketeer, you know, and sure, you know, Dick Tracy getting a, a big screen adaptation around then and like all this like 40s, like nostalgia thing, like radio days and all these like things. But they're like, oh, we'll just make it a weird cartoon version. And by the way, uh, James Horner, who I believe is an Academy Award winner, did the theme to this. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. Which is insane. Did he even catch you up the theme for Fish Place? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will say, if, oh, wow, yeah, television. Uh, yeah, Fish Police is on there. He did Fish Police. He also did Captain EO, which is kind of great. Oh, dude, Captain EO is the shit. Anyone who goes to Disney World has to go to Captain EO. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's still the most expensive film made per minute. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's like 12 That's... minutes and it's like $70 million or some shit. Was it Lucas or Spielberg? I think it was... I think it was like John Landis or someone like that. Well, I mean, there's one way to find out. That's true. I'm, I'm staring right at the link for it, so I'm going to click that. I thought it was Corsese, to be honest. James Warner, director Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, wow. We were all... <laughs> pretty crazy produced by george lucas it cost 23.7 million dollars to make and it's 17 minutes long that's so awesome 
<laughs> I'm gonna watch YouTube after this after we do this podcast. Oh yeah, I'm really excited. It's it's pretty great. Was there anything that kind of worked in Fish Bellies? <laughs> um, I'll you know I'll kind of I'll vouch for it on this sense is that I I do like the noir thing. It made me kind of think of Tailspin, how it's kind of like the '40s, but um, it's a lot less racist and there's a lot less sexual innuendo in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which I guess it, that's that's more for kids, and this is I think was more for adults. But like, I'm not really sure who this was for. Fish police. So like, I do dig the '40s stuff. I do dig the noir stuff. I think when you're working in the noir tradition, that you like, I think they kind of went all in on some of the some of the noir stuff, like the sex jokes and the yeah, like because it's like is this a comedy? Is it a drama? It's just kind of it just kind of flat. It goes hard on trying to make jokes happen, you know, like like it like in Mean Girls when they're like fetch isn't going to happen. There's like a recurring joke with his like lab assistant, uh, Tad, like Tadpole, get it? Um, where he asks for something Tad. like. I'll I lifted prints from the brick, brick table and lead pipe and, and see if you can get a lead on the 32 30. automatic. Go. Just just stop trying to make that happen. It's not funny. No one ever laughed at that. It's really not funny. Oh, also, they definitely imply that it costs $20 to have sex with a prostitute in Fish City. That city's <laughs> a seven. It's like Sin City and Fish City. Can I quote some of my favorite lines from the first episode? Yes. Let's see. Uh, Angel was a fish Friday, but she had enough left over for Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, Angel didn't do it, at least not in the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Angel spoke 18 languages. He couldn't say no to any of them. <laughs> yeah, they're really working the angel is quote unquote loose woman angle. What was the the line? The first the first line Inspector Gill says basically with his introduction is that's me, Inspector Gill. No, no, over here. I said <laughs> Inspector Gill, not Inspector Gills. I'm a cop who's a car. Fuck. This is what we're in for. This is how we're starting. Also, in like Fish World, are Gills like boobs? <laughs> so, so the fish version of Mansers Fancers would be like, how many gills does it take to kill a man? That's yeah, a, oh, that's, that's a deep. How point. many ball jobs do you get before you explode? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, you probably were about to say something really intelligent. No, I just think we just need to say we just need to say the obvious, which is that it's it's awkward to watch fish make sex jokes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> at its most basic. That's what it is, and it's not a great idea. Ah, oh, God. There's Krabby, the the you know cantankerous uh, crab taxi driver who crashes into everything, then gets mad that other people hit his car. He's the crab driver, Chris. Oh, that's right. I get it. The crab driver. It's just not good. Oh, I heard all over. And I feel so bad. It made me even sadder when in episode two, Phil Hartman shows up as Inspector Seabass doing his like 40s like. I'd like a cup of coffee, beautiful. Cream and sugar or gorgeous? Uh, I mean black. <laughs> Cream and sugar, sugar. And I'm like, I'm already sad from this show. But then one of my favorite comedic actors is just wasting his time doing this. He also like oddly enough is also a James Bond pastiche. Like, yeah. like they throw that in too. Like every, like everyone, like 
there's no like direct like reference point. It's always like three or four references all mashed together in this show. Which is ironic because there was a Genesis game from Electronic Arts called James Pond, where you were a fish That's- secret agent. Chicken or the egg? Chicken of the sea? Yeah. <laughs> Have we exhausted it? <laughs> we exhausted the canon of Fish Police here. I'm unlikely to rewatch Fish Police anytime soon. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's um. Well, here's the sad thing. I was saying to Chris, I kind of midway through episode two, there's a moment where uh, Calamari basically plays Inspector Gill. And uses his his boring, like, predictable life to, like, manipulate him into doing what he wants. And I was like, for brief, like, for a fucking half second, I was like, maybe the show has something. And I, like, kind of started liking the Gil character and Pearl. I still hated Angel. But I'm like, maybe there might have been something here. And then it just, like, I just couldn't do it, man. Like, it just, it just kills it right out of you. It's really bad. It's really not fun. Yeah, <laughs> what, a, what a torture, torturous experiment we put ourselves through when we could have been watching Exo Squad. <laughs> I know it seemed like a really great like break. <laughs> like, what's well, like it should be? It should Fish Police should either be worse or strangely good, and I feel like it's it's neither. It's just kind of like a boring, kind of inappropriate dad joke. Yeah, like. Like, I love talking to you guys, but I wasn't, like, jazzed to talk about the show. I wasn't like, man, there's <laughs> This might be the worst episode we've ever done. It might be. And in our defense, we're all giving 110%. There's just nothing here. Think of, like, Nick at Night. You're watching, like, 1960s Dragnet. And it's like, you've seen this episode a million times. Except now they're all fish. And it's, like, even more... It's even drier, even though it's in the ocean. It's like that. Yeah. We're like doing a podcast about someone's like homemade wine. That is just, <laughs> we're like trying to find, you know, Brian, you did a great, it's fine. It's, it's not the right color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it, it made sense. I haven't had many brown wines. But... Like it was a liquid, like it fit like fish police. Like I understood what was happening. Is not easy. It certainly exists. When characters said a name, I recognized it as another character. <laughs> a plus. I get you know. It, <laughs> there, there's a thing like Elliot Kalen from the Flop House and the Daily Show, and he wrote uh, the the new Misty. He had a line that I really liked, where he was talking about like a good bad movie is something that is so kind of bad and detached from reality that it's thrilling because you never know where it's going to go. There's a movie, Fateful Findings, which is, like, amazingly bad. It's about a guy trying to find, like, information on politicians. And then there's a part where it's literally a 15-minute montage of all the politicians. He was trying to find dirt on being like, oh, no, my life is over, and them killing themselves in different ways. And it's just, like, thrilling and wonderful. And I feel like this is the most predictable, poorly animated drivel I've ever seen. And that's saying a lot. Uh, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your MVP? I'd say uh, I'd say Pearl because she's a good, honest woman who's she's she's a lady with her own business in Fish City, just making it work, making it happen. Even though Inspector Gill just is using her for her cornflakes and coffee, so I'm going to say Pearl. Uh, that prostitute who solicits Tad. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's like a good person. Uh, 
Yeah, that's some like Veruca Salt shit right there. I'm um, gonna say that the star in his <laughs> in his wallet for not saying anything. Yeah, that's also his partner. Like, ah, good God, Ugh. y'all. Do you guys? Uh, I almost feel like just just turning it off, man. Just like saying fuck it. Um, do you want to? We gotta go. Oh, wait, wait, let's do let's do the plugs real quick. Two five films for your wedding videography. Two loopy ladies for your uh, crochet crochet. Uh, and go to patreon.com slash goals to subscribe and to get extra fun episodes and where we're not talking about fish police and you can do it for as little as two dollars a month or infinite and recommendations ryan what, what do you recommend fucking not watching fish police <laughs> <laughs> i will fucking second that <laughs> i watched future man on hulu and it's stupid but it's really fun um so check that out uh, I started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, and it's excellent. I love that excellent. show, actually. That's one of my favorite shows. Really, really funny. It's really, it's got a lot of heart. Um, I'm going to go with The Leftovers, because nothing matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 we're, it's, it's over. I'm going to recommend ExoSquad. <laughs> no. Yeah, the first, the first 30 minutes of Kong Skull Island. If you have the opportunity to watch it change aspect ratios on the HBO Go, I uh, suggest it. There's a part where King Kong throws a tree through a helicopter, and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah that part does rule. Um, well, well, guys, you know, usually we do the thing where it's like, what could you have done to make Fish Police good? Not made Fish Police. <laughs> exactly. Watched The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah it's fu- it's funny out of the three shows that came out that time fish police the simpsons and capital Cri- uh, four shows capital critters and family dog one of them's lasted for what 35 34 years yeah man where my crazy dog had that <laughs> <laughs> steven spielberg presents family dog family yo yo my family dog heads where you at fd hey i want to shout out my fd nation <laughs> <laughs> Um, next week we'll talk about Exo Squad. Life yeah. will be better. Yeah, we'll we'll be back to. We're sorry. We're so sorry. We thought this would be fun. I think we lied to ourselves. <laughs> we committed a crime, which means we have to call in fish police. <laughs> <laughs> We've committed a crime against fish podcasting. I guess I'm just gonna. You know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna change it up. Um, I'm gonna say our intro and outro music was done by James Horner. Because it's going to be the theme from Fish Police. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. We just brought that Oscar uh, gold shine to this podcast. Um, join us next Saturday when we go back to Exo Squad and we find out what happened with the Exo Scouts and Torres and the alien uh, complex underground. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Exo Squad Goals. Email us at exosquadgoals at gmail.com. It's usually better than this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, if this is your first episode, um, start over. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, I think we really nailed that that Venn diagram of Exo Squad fans and Fish Police fanatics. So if we get like, pro Fish Police hate mail, I'm gonna be so upset. I'll be so <laughs> excited. That'd be the best. <laughs> Someone was like, "Fuck you, Fish Police is awesome." Yeah, they were out, they were out there in the in the darkness waiting to be. Called back to life. Ironically, the, the comic book series just came back, so maybe. <laughs> well, Guys, are we in the Fish Blues Renaissance? I think so. Next time, Lizard Firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> Leopard Doctors. Donkey Taxis. 
<laughs> Jaguar lawyers. <laughs> Jaguar lawyer, yes. All of these. No, I'd watch, no, I'd watch Jaguar lawyer. It's basically Jag, but with <laughs> Jaguars. <laughs> so Hollywood, get at me for Jaguar lawyer. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> well, for uh, for Fish Police Squad goals, I'm Chris Mastelow. I'm my uh, Inspector Gill. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that sack of mashed potatoes. Are there... It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> Man, this cartoon took it out of us. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. So I'll leave you with this. If it's a nice day, go outside, stand in the sun, and turn off any phone, computer, and just take a deep breath. It gets better. Especially if any of those devices are showing fish police. <laughs> Kiss your loved ones where they have never seen fish police and you can save them from seeing fish police. Why are you watching fish police? I learned it from watching you. Watching fish police. You know there's going to be one family in like fucking... I don't know, like Idaho that fucking loves fish police, has it all on VHS. There's some dude with like all fish police posters around his, his chair who's just surging out of his recliner right now. And it's just like <laughs> lunging at his podcast machine in anger. Inspector Gill jacket with his Inspector Gill hat. It's just ready to rock and roll. <laughs>